Hi, you're now listening to a sermon from Harvest Community Church in Hoffman Estates, Illinois. We're happy to bring you sermons like this one every week. You can find other sermons at our site at harvest-community.org. So without further ado, here's our speaker. Um, We're not going to have a service tonight. Um, we're already running a little bit late, so what we're going to do tonight is I just want to invite our speaker, Calvin Brown, to come up. Calvin and I became friends when we met each other through the Aero Leadership Program. We weren't in the same class. We graduated a couple years apart, but we're now back at Aero serving as on-site mentors for a class of younger leaders, and we're roommates. Amen. We've been roommates for a while, and he's a good guy to share a room with. Um, very different sleep pattern than me but very gracious nonetheless. I think I've cost you a lot of sleep. He's, he's becoming one of my favorite people, an unnaturally early riser, uh, disturbingly disciplined individual. And I hope that you'll take some time to get to know him this weekend. You will just love his spirit and how much he loves the Lord and his word. And so what I'll ask Calvin to do tonight is just introduce himself to our church Spend a, a little bit of time telling us a bit of his story and where he's coming from. Tell us a little about his church and his family. And so I'll, I'll hand the mic over to him. Let's just listen to him. Tell us where he's coming from, what God's been doing in his life. All right, thank you. All right, yeah, the, um, yeah, the downside of being an early riser is you pay for it on the other end. So uh, by now, I would have been uh, in bed probably about two hours or so, maybe three if I was at home. Um, But I just want to say good evening, and uh, my name is Calvin Brown, and I am your brother. So I'm glad to meet you. Uh, Scripture says that um, a generous man will prosper. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed, and I have already been refreshed just by the warm greetings uh, that I've received from several of you. So the worship has been good. Um, I have uh, connected with our Father, and I feel like I'm connecting with you as well. So, um, again, the other thing about being a late, uh, early riser and in the late hour, you don't have to worry about me uh, talking too long. <laughs> and, and Unless I start to ramble and then someone just needs to, like, do this or something, like, okay, brother, sit down. Um, I did want to take just a few moments to just just share with you just a little bit about me. And over the course of the next day or so, uh, as I lead the sessions, I'll be just sharing more of my story. Um, Stories are powerful. They really are. Um, uh, There's there's an anthropologist uh, and his, um, his work has been primarily among um, African tribes. And there's a particular African tribe in Zambia that he studied the, the rites of passage. And in this particular village, it's really amazing how it works. The, the boys live with uh, the women and other children until about the age of 13. And then just with no announcement, the women know it's coming, and even the boys know it's coming, the men come and take the boys from the women and the other children. And then they send them out. Through, there's a, there's a, a process, and I won't go through all the detail, but they send them out into the bush 
for six months with the assignment to make it through and meet us back in this place. And eventually the boys figure out, I can't make it alone. I need community. And they form community and they make it through. And then they come back and there's this renewal that takes place in the community as the older men sit with the younger men and these younger, these boys, now men, tell their story of how they survived, how they made it through, how community formed and all that took place. And the older men are reinvigorated because, see, as the younger men tell their story, they're connecting with it. See, because they've been there, right? So stories are powerful. So um, over the course of the next couple of days, I'll be telling you uh, just bits and pieces of my story. It's not about me, but um, I do want you to hear some of my story. But then we'll tell some of the story of Isaiah and some of the story of Jesus and uh, some of the story of Adam and Eve as well. So um, I, I have a few pictures, and I think I'm in control here. We'll see. I press a button, and does anything happen? Is this close to? There's a picture will uh, appear behind me in a moment. Well, uh, I'll start to talk about it, and uh, whenever you're ready, it'll pop up. Uh, there's a picture of my wife and my two boys, and my heart is just stirring as I see all of these kids here, and especially the little ones, because I remember the days of strollers and baby bottles and, and diaper bags. And though we, um, my wife and I often thought, like, when is it going to be over? Now we grieve that it's, um, that we're past that stage. Um, but I'm married to Robin. We will uh, celebrate our 20th anniversary in about two weeks on July 11. So um, I'm excited about that. And uh, we have two boys. Uh, our quiver is full with, uh, with two boys. Um, Calvin Jr. is uh, 12, just recently uh, turned 12. And Maxwell is, is nine years old. And uh, so hopefully in a moment you'll actually get to see a picture of them. And then as a proud papa, I brought some of, um, some of the artwork that Calvin uh, does. He's an incredible artist. Um, Maxwell is convinced especially after the Euro, there you go, okay, um, that he is going to be a, a professional soccer player, and he'll, who knows, I, he's got to figure it out, he'll probably play for Chelsea or, you know, one, one of those teams. Um, my wife, Robin, is a, uh, uh, is a licensed uh, professional counselor. Uh, she works with a Christian agency called Emerge Ministries, um, a wonderful work they're doing, um, using the, the practices that licensed counselors would use, but very much Christ-centered and um, Bible-centered. So that's my family. Um, so you can hit, oh, I guess I can now. Am I in control? Or you can just hit to the next slide. That'll be fine. Well, anyway, so this is some of Calvin's artwork. So I'm just a proud papa. Um, 
So I uh, recently turned 11, and he's uh, this is a caricature. Caricature. He loves cartoons and caricatures. So the one on the Superman kind of looking one is is the principal at his school, and uh, <laughs> and the other is a caricature of Dwight D. Eisenhower. So. Yeah, and I had some pictures of Maxwell playing soccer. He's pretty amazing, too, but I somehow couldn't download them. So anyway, that's uh, just a little bit about the family. And um, I serve as a co-pastor at Destiny Church in Twinsburg. We are an eight-year-old church plant, uh, part of the Christian and Missionary Alliance, which I I know you're familiar with. And um, we also meet in a... uh, a it's a middle school that used to be a high school, and uh, we have a portable church. We have a trailer, and we've got big black felt-covered cabinets on casters. And uh, so I'm telling you, we are, we are on the same page here. You've been doing it for three years, set up and tear down. We've been doing it for eight plus. So uh, eventually, you know, God will do something else when he's ready. But the three guys at the bottom are the three pastors that I serve with. Uh, we, are, we are trying to work out this thing called shared leadership. We've been doing it for eight years. In fact, my doctoral work will be hopefully helping move us even more forward um, in that. Um, so the, uh, the others at the top are uh, staff and part of our preaching team. So it's just a, an incredible community of people. Um, we are a intentionally uh, multi-ethnic, uh, diverse congregation, and to some measure, at least in our context, um, God is allowing us to do that. Um, it's an incredible thing to achieve, and it's even uh, more difficult to uh, maintain, to be honest, with so many different cultures and backgrounds and, and, and just so many things going on. But, um, but God is good, and uh, there's only one family uh, one body, one head, and I think the more we get that, um, you know, diversity should be a slam dunk, you know, but uh, one day it will be perfect, right, when the Lord returns. So those are the folks that I serve with. I serve in Twinsburg, Ohio, if I didn't say that, and um, you may have heard of Twinsburg, if nothing, for no, no other reason than the fact that once a year, Twinsburg is host to the largest gathering of twins in the world. <laughs> I mean it. Anywhere from two to 3,000 twins will converge on Twinsburg from all over the world, and researchers from all over the world will come because it's such a gathering of twins. And they're doing all kind of mouth swabs and all kinds of <laughs> DNA testing. And I don't know what all they do, but... It's a great place to gather information, and it's an amazing thing. I'll just tell you this. I remember the first time I went to a Twins Day uh, gathering. We now, each year, we we, uh, participate in what they call the Double Take Parade. And and we're the largest uh, provider of volunteers for us, so we've really embraced this. But I remember the first time we were headed down to the parade, and I said, uh, Honey, look, there's a set of twins. Honey, look, there's a set of twins. Honey, look, there's a set. So after a while, I said, you know, I have to stop this. There are thousands of sets of twins here. But if you ever get an opportunity, it is an amazing thing. And you see the glory of God. When you see 
60 and 70 year old twins, you know, they haven't been living together, but they, they look alike. They walk alike. They've aged alike. They're shaped alike. It's a, it is just an amazing thing. And you stare at them and you cannot tell them apart. It is just an amazing thing. And I'm a wannabe twin. So I'm also <laughs> amazed at that. So, um, let's see what's next. Well, this is uh, in a sense where Dave has already mentioned where our lives intersect. Um, a few years ago, in 2007 and 08, um, I graduated from the Aero Leadership Program, um, an international leadership development program whose uh, mission and purpose is to develop leaders who are led more by Jesus, who lead more like Jesus, and who lead more to Jesus. And after completing Arrow, it was amazing because while I was going through Arrow, I had these thing, these thoughts in my mind that I I thought were shameful to even think about being a leadership partner one day and even being a trainer. I'll get a chance to do that in the fall and just being connected with Arrow because Arrow was so transformational in my life. And you'll hear a bit more about that in the next day or so. Um, but. So that's kind of how Dave and I uh, connected, and it's cool what, what the Lord is doing. So um, anyway, so that was my, uh, I mentioned that. And then lastly, I'm going to sum up with this. Um, when I was, um, uh, I guess you can call it graduating from Arrow, we, we have this, uh, this time where all the leaders essentially stand in a circle, and then, and then the Arrow staff will just ask us for a word or a phrase, something that they sense that God is speaking into our hearts um, as we now leave this incredible journey. And being at Arrow, I could tell you, it's almost like being on the Mount of Transfiguration. It's like, can't we just like set up shop here? Do we really have to go back to like ministry and life? Can't I bring my family here? We just stay here. Um, but we have to go out from there. And um, I distinct, distinctly remember the word launch. And uh, the way it was prayed uh, into me, and, and after you share that, the leaders come around, and Carson Pugh in particular will just share and pray almost kind of prophetically, and I don't know how you feel about that, but I'm not in a weird way, but just in agreement with what we all sense that God is, is saying. Um, and the word launch came, and I had this idea of, I'm through Arrow, now I'm going to launch out into the world and like launch out into the deep and God's going to do some great things. And the way he prayed it was that um, really my life was going to be about launching others, about equipping others and modeling um, the kind of leadership that God would um, have us to, to, to lead. So over the last couple of years, that word has just been stewing in my heart. And then about a year or so ago, something just clicked. And um, so anyway, I've been working through this thing called my life dream. What do I really believe God has called me to do? And, and what if I were able to merge what my primary calling is with my, my primary vocation so that everything I'm doing is working synergistically? So this is still something unfolding, but it's helping launch uh, people and enterprises that make a difference in the world. And I do that now. I have conversations with people who have ideas and thoughts and what have you. And, and it's just sort of let's dream, let's think it through, and let's do it. So just dream and think and do. 
So that's my heart. And um, God has shown me it has to start at home. So I've taken very seriously that dream and think and do with my boys and my wife. And I home in that sort of laboratory. I see how far from perfection I am. And I see, but, but I see God at work, though. So um, when I was invited to come, uh, it's very much in line with what I believe is God has called me to do. So that's why I said yes. So anyway, that's just a little bit about me. And I, I look forward to uh, just being used by God and, and hopefully uh, in some way refreshing you just in the, in the way you've already refreshed me just the way I've been greeted and received. So if I could pray, and then I'll hand the mic to whomever is next, okay? Yeah. Father, you are good and you are gracious. Father, you are faithful. Um, Your word is true. It is living and active. Lord, it is sharper than any double-edged sword. Um, Father, your word is breathed by you and it is useful for teaching and rebuking and uh, correcting and training in righteousness so that we might be thoroughly equipped for every good work that you have called us to lord i thank you for the way jesus christ has um, just demolished that dividing wall that which divides people on things that are temporal And that I can stand here today um, with my brothers and sisters um, of one heart and one mind, uh, with one Father, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, uh, continuing as one man for the faith of the gospel. So I just, I pray, Father, that you might um, knit our hearts together with one another, even deeper, and with with yours, because your plans are perfect. Uh, we don't always understand them, but um, they are perfect. And in this next day or so, that we might all just pause and reflect deeply, that we might see you really for who you are, truly who you are, and that we might see ourselves the way you see us, and that we might see the way forward. So that's my prayer, Father, that you might breathe life and to everything that's spoken and to every experience so that you might be glorified, that we as your children might be edified, built up, and that a lost and dying world will come to know that Jesus Christ is Lord and that you love them with an everlasting love. So we thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the sermon from Harvest Community Church. If you would like more information or have any questions or comments, check out our website at harvest-community.org. Thanks for listening.